This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. I saw this uh, last night. This uh, this news broke. Uh, Butch Henderson has uh, stepped down as the head coach at uh, Wayland Baptist University. And I'll just, I'll just say this. Um... Our, our kids were in school at Coronado when uh, Coach Henderson and Coach Dudley and those guys were at Coronado. And I uh, I just always really appreciated how they ran things over there. In their classroom, um, their pep rallies, how they kind of handled their kids and coached and all, all that all that stuff. So uh, I, I wish him I wish him well. It didn't, uh, didn't end well for him at, uh, at Coronado and probably – for most coaches, I mean, they know that they reach a point in time where their their voice is not being heard, or they've kind of done all they can do. And and uh, I mean, he helped get that uh, Wayland Baptist uh, program started, but uh, I, I don't really know him that m- well personally. I mean, I just observed. Okay, mm-hmm. so my my observation there was uh, very good coach, good teacher, um, and. And um, my exposure with uh, Coach Dudley and when uh, one of our daughters had him for a class, I remember going in there for Meet the Teacher Night and Coach Dudley was like, you know, it was like, oh, man, I love this. This is old school stuff here. You know, I loved how he kind of just outlined it. And and I just think he's I think both those guys are top drawer. So wish wish him well. Also, this. I find this very, very interesting today. The granddaddy of them all, Jamie, the Rose Bowl. It's a has, crazy story. Has been given an ultimatum to come to the party or uh, maybe be left out of the party uh, with the college football playoff. Man, both both sides uh, kind of, <laughs> I don't know, Just it's a complicated story. The bottom line is, they're trying to expand, right, to 12 teams, and they need the Rose Bowl to be a partner or they need the Rose Bowl to agree to some things, so the Rose Bowl is going to get left out. Right. And, you know, a college football playoff source told uh, Heather Denich, she's kind of the insider for ESPN for the college football playoffs, uh, we want the Rose Bowl. We have a good partnership with the Six Bowls. We're affiliated with Do, and we want to continue that. I hope the Rose Bowl will be part of that, but there's no guarantee in any of that, none. And this is the article. This is what the article says. Uh, they think, they say, if the college football playoffs don't expand for the 2024 season, so that's the 2024 football season, so it'd be like January 25, I guess, when this champion would be crowned. So two years from now, that they would lose $450 million in potential gross revenue. That's a lot of change. Sure is. So... Um, The Rose Bowl's deal is that they have wanted to maintain their exclusive broadcast window on January 1st at 2 p.m. Pacific time uh, in years that it would also host a college football playoff semifinal. So in other words, they still have their New Year's Day game, the Rose Bowl, and then the Rose Bowl still hosts, you know, the semifinal game. So 
Apparently, they were willing to temporarily concede that relationship with the Big Ten and Pac-12 to host a quarterfinal game in 24 and 25, but in return asked for assurances in the new contract. Well, there's no contract in place beyond the 2025 season, so it's hard to guarantee somebody something when you don't have a deal in place with the networks. Right. It would put it would put the college football playoff folks at a disadvantage when they say, go to the network and say, well, we're, we're going to do this deal with you, but we've got this Rose Bowl deal over here on the side. Mm-hmm. And because the, all the other bowls are going to go, well, hey, what about the sugar? We've been around a long time. And what about the orange? Hey, we've been around a long time. The Fiesta, hey, we've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. You know? What, we what, want assurances. We want assurances, too. And um, they're, they're about to tell the Rose Bowl that you're not the granddaddy of them all. You can say that, but you're not. So apparently they have a deadline today. So the lines are being drawn in the, in the sand here, and we'll see if there's an idle threat. But they've got to they've make a decision so they can move forward. And, and while it's not the only decision, it's not the last decision that they have to make, it's the last crucial decision before they start working on logistics for this playoff in 2024 mm-hmm. so it's a it's a stumbling block it's like the last person on the street to sell their house so the interstate can go through yeah <laughs> okay mm-hmm. it's like uh at augusta national they keep expanding the parking lot and you can google this and go to augusta national you know house that's still there and there's this one house that's still there and they've been offered hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars for their piece of property and they're like nope we're not going to sell it we we've been here forever we're, we're not going to sell out and there's like this one house and there's like acres of parking around it <laughs> must be fun to have a house just in the middle of a parking like lot yeah right they like having friends over for thanksgiving and this way they all have room to park <laughs> that's right <laughs> so anyway that's positive that'd be uh that might be a good watch uh uh, today to see to see what transpires between the Rose Bowl and the College Football Playoff Committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm definitely intrigued to find out what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah. So we shall we shall see uh, on that. Uh, reports are out there, uh, and I knew he was coaching high school. I didn't realize that he had a desire to to move up, but maybe so. But Trent Dilfer, the uh, former quarterback that uh, you know took a team to a Super Bowl and was kind of more on the defense of uh, the Baltimore Ravens than, than his quarterbacking, but he still quarterbacked him to a Super Bowl and then did a lot of work as a commentator. He's been a high school coach, and he's going to get the – looks like he's going to get the uh, Alabama-Birmingham job. Saw that last night and uh, was a little bit surprised he was wanting to go to that level, but that that's interesting. Yeah, so we'll Always see. seemed like a smart guy, so maybe mm-hmm. he'd make a good coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Robert says this, always appreciated Coach Henderson whistling. You knew who it was without seeing him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, I tell you what, I loved his Coronado teams. I mean, he had, he had, some, really, he had some really good teams. And, and again, just as a guy that sat in the stands uh, watching his kids in the band and watching how his team performed and how they handled things, it, it looked to me like he did it the right way. Um, I'm sure that there's naysayers, but from my view, uh, I liked, uh, liked what I saw and observed from those from those Coronado teams that were some really good uh, football teams back 
back in the day. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the last day of the month. It's the last Wednesday in November. It's November the 30th. 2022. Here's Jeff McGuire. But what? When? What? But what Wednesday of game week is it? Oh no, we, we, we've we've moved on from that. We've we've moved on from that. It's the first Wednesday uh, after the last Wednesday of game week. It's the first Wednesday after the last Wednesday of game week, or the first Wednesday after the last the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. How about it's just the last Wednesday in in uh, in November? 1893 is where we're going to start off. The mm-hmm. second Iron Bowl took place. Alabama uh, Auburn beats Alabama 40. To 16 in Montgomery. Wow. 1948, baseball's Negro National League disbands. 19 what? 48? 48. Okay. 1961, Billy Williams of the Cubs is voted the National League Rookie of the Year. 1971, Emmy and Peabody award-winning TV movie, Brian's Song, about the friendship of Chicago Bears football teammates Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers, based on Sayers' Sayers autobiography, premieres on ABC, starring James Caan and Billy Dee Williams. You know, there's there's very little that I remember from 1971. There's a couple things from 1971. That's That's one. That certainly is one, because it... Partly because... um, I think I read the book I Am Third after I saw the movie. I can't remember what was first for me. Um but man, uh even as a, you know, 11-year-old kid in 1971, uh, it, it it left you with a lump in your throat. Man, if not crying. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't cry at Brian's song and Old Yeller, I question whether you have a heart at all. <laughs> you are a hardened person. <laughs> And that's the word version you need. There's a newer version. Don't yeah, watch the newer don't, version. Don't watch the newer Watch one. this one. Yeah. If it doesn't have James Caan and Billy D. Williams, don't watch yeah. it. Uh, 1976, 42nd Heisman Trophy Award, Tony Dorsett, Pittsburgh running back. God, they were good. I imagine Dorsett had a little to do with that. Oh, he did. <laughs> I, he, di- he did. It's just, uh, and that was a team that kind of burst onto the scene, you know, that 76 Pittsburgh team. Uh, 1993, the NFL announces their 30th franchise, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Happy National Moose Day. Moose. This is the uh, dessert, not the uh, animal. Oh, chocolate moose. Well, it doesn't have to be chocolate, but yes. Okay. Happy birthday, Ben Stiller, who's 57, Woody Allen, 87, Billy Idol, 57, Clay Aiken, 44, Pudge Rodriguez, 52, and a man who should no need, need no introduction. Heisman Trophy winner, Major League Baseball All-Star, NFL Pro Bowler, Bo Jackson turned 60 today. 60? 60. 60. Wow. And on this day in 1954, 
The first modern instance of a meteorite striking a human being occurs in Alabama when a meteorite crashes through the roof of a house into the living room, bounces off a radio, and strikes a woman on the hip. The victim, Miss Elizabeth, Mrs. Elizabeth Hodges, was sleeping on the couch at the time of the impact. Space Rock was a sulfite meteorite weighing approximately eight and a half pounds and measuring seven inches in length. Mrs. Hodges was not permanently injured, but suffered a very nasty bruise along her hip and leg. Hmm. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, 6.51 this morning here on the morning drive. Um, I know I've told you guys this before, but I, I do... Th- it, it, I, I'm fascinated by these by these types of stories, um, but Louis Gossett Jr. was supposed to play the role of Gail Sayers in Brian's song. Mm. Uh, he was, I think, he had a softball injury or something along those lines that um, kept him. He got he got injured and he was not able to to play uh, the role of uh, of Gail Sayers, and so it went to Billy D. Williams who. Uh, clearly did a fabulous did, fantastic, fantastic job. job. Yeah, yep. fantastic job. Yeah. Um Brian Song is my default answer. Has there ever been a good TV movie? Brian Song. It might be the only one you can name. Right. But walk away. Right. Because that's a drop the mic walk away good movie. Yeah, and and it's one you probably could still uh watch today. Uh there's a definite possibility I may watch it tonight. Okay. And it would be one of those It'd be one of those ones where you'd go, man, I I just don't, I don't really want to cry tonight, but. <laughs> but we're gonna. I'm, I'm going to. Show your sensitive side to the missus, Chuck. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go watch Patrick Ewing. If somebody said, I'll get to see a legit seven footer at United Supermarkets Arena tonight. <laughs> I might go to the post game um, press conference tonight just mm-hmm. to, just to, um, be up close and personal to uh, to Patrick Ewing and just just to see how large a man he really is. Mm. Just just to kind of because I'm curious, can he? Will he just? Will he be able? Will that stage support him in the press conference room? Because it's like when well, he sits I, down, will his? I don't his, think he's 560 pounds. When he sits down, will his will his head hit the ceiling? I think he'll be all right. Yeah. You think he'll be all right? Okay. I mean, we've had big coaches in there before. Huggins oh. is a big dude. He probably weighs more than Ewing does. Uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. tore his Achilles tendon. That's what he did. Yeah. Tore his Achilles tendon. I mean, Huggins is, wasn't, isn't Huggins like 6'5 or yeah, something? He's big, Plus, he's, he's, a, he's, he's wide a, body. He's a big guy. Way wider than Ewing. You know, um, uh, and the you massive know, ego up there, too. It, no doubt. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Uh, I'll tell I you just hope that... somebody asked Ewing for his credentials at some point tonight. Sir, <laughs> 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 so, I may mean, I see your credentials. Yes. <laughs> that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, Bruce Pearl was fun in the post game. You guys had a good time. We had a good. I had a good time with Bruce Pearl and. Um, He's the one who said, you're not going to get me to yeah. say that. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. And he then, figured out your game real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a, a little Brian Song it? music for you. Wasn't that a thrilling 44-40 to 40 game? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, he got hosed because, I mean, all the... He did, we, too. We got a lot we of got calls some, our we got, we got some home cooking <laughs> that <did>. night. <laughs> 
See, just hearing this music kind of gives you a little lump on your throat, doesn't it? With uh, with regard to uh, to Brian's song and and uh, what transpired between Brian Piccolo and and I'll never forgive my brother. I had a Brian Piccolo football card, and he punched the eyes out with a hole punch. Wow! I think I still have that card. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got? All right, Chuck and Jeff and our fine listening audience. My question for you today involves Red Raider men's basketball. And my question is, when it's all said and done for this season... Who do you think will be a much bigger factor or be doing a lot more than they are doing right now? Who do you expect a big jump from? A big jump from. Okay, let me pull up. I guess. Because I think we've already seen a big jump from Daniel Bacho. Man, massive one, no doubt. You know? Man, so, and it would be hard to expect him to take another big jump. Right. Now, now if he wanted to, I would be good with it. Yeah, and the and the, I guess the the question would be is can he continue his um his mm-hmm. progress against Big 12 play? Sure. You know? Sure. But he's done it against some good teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm going to say Elijah Fisher. Okay? Because I I just I think he oozes with talent from what from what I've seen. I've not seen him practice but just seeing him on the floor and how he gets up and down the floor, um, what you, what your expectation is, uh, I think that we could see a big as as the season progresses. I think he'll only get better. Jeff, just over three points, just over one rebound a game so far for Fisher. So he's got he's got room to grow. Mm-hmm. I'm debating between KJ Allen and Pop Isaacs. I think it. I think both of them could take huge steps forward. I don't know who's going to take the bigger step forward. I think that KJ's got a better opportunity with his size um, to really lock down more on defense and and get some easy buckets on offensive rebounds and and be that kind of presence as opposed to a guard doing that with with Pop. But I, I guess I'll stick with KJ, but I could see either one of those two being a good answer. Okay. Um, Isaac's eight points per game so far this year. I mean, if I saw him jump to, man, to 10, mm-hmm. I would think that's a great freshman season for him. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I would be real happy there. K.J. Allen, I just wonder about the number of minutes. He's, he gets such random minutes. I just wonder how he would take a, a big jump forward unless there are you know, injuries that have him really – seeing more playing time but maybe he's able to earn that with the way he hustles and the effort and like Jeff mentioned his rebounding maybe he's able to do that because of that but I I like how he slimmed down this year and I, I think he's um 
I think he's got the potential to do more for you if he does end up getting those minutes. I'm going to go to Robert Jennings, and I think Jennings has been a guy that when he's gotten in, he's played decently well, but I just look at Jennings and say, you need more depth in the interior. You need more guys to to give Bacho some help, and I know Kevin O'Banner does some of that for you, but I think you need more bigs to step up, and I, I didn't, and let's hope that AMAC is back decently soon. I don't have any idea, but I think Jennings is a guy that's going to get the opportunity mm-hmm. because there's not as many guys in front of him. I think Jennings is going to be the guy that that uh, has gets more minutes and gets a chance, just because you just don't have depth at that position. When you uh, when you when you think about KJ Allen, uh, are you surprised he's? I mean, he's one. I'm, I, I, there's part of me that's surprised he's still here. And I don't know anything about the situation, just in terms of playing time and things like that. But on the other hand, you got to tip your hat to him for sticking it out and, like you said, slimming down, sure, and putting himself in a position where he's clamoring for more minutes or earning more minutes. Mm-hmm. And some of that's going to be in practice time. Uh, how he does in practice is going to earn more game minutes. And then once he gets in, you know, how does he how does he handle those game minutes? Is he is he in the, is mm-hmm. he in, is he in the right spot? Is he does he make smart plays? Does he make the plays that they're looking for? All, all of those, all of those things are those. He's KJ to me is kind of a tweener. It's like he wants to play as a big, but he's not quite tall enough, not quite quick enough mm-hmm. to play out on the wing um, and defend some guys that can really put it on the floor and score. But I love his energy. Um, he's a guy that gets a ton of you know. You know, hustle points for you, so to speak, whether mm-hmm. it's keeping balls alive or keeping possessions alive. Um, I think he brings, a, you know, excitement when he comes on the floor. I think the rest of the team responds to him. So I think he's a valuable guy. I just don't know how many minutes he's going to get. Yeah. Uh, this person says, would like to see Kerwin Walton take a yeah. big jump as he figures out his role with the team and gets more comfortable in the system. That would be number two on my list, just mm-hmm. because he's such a terrific outside shooter or has been in his career. He has the uh, potential to really help you if, if you can get his shot going. Here's something maybe that you wouldn't have expected to say at this point in time of the season, given what he did a year ago. O'Banner can make a huge difference with some uh, consistency in his game. Yeah, it just hasn't been consistent with the outside shot so far. And, yeah. and I mean, his numbers, I mean, he's right now leading the team in scoring at 13.5 per game. I just don't expect him to make a big jump from that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at his three-pointers, just five made so far this year, just shooting just 31% from three-point line. That's a surprise. I mean, coming here from Oral Roberts, that's what we expected him to be, a lights-out shooter, mm-hmm. right, more than anything else. Now, he, he impressed me last year with showing you as a more complete game with being able to score in the post and also being able to rebound and play defense in the post. He's He's definitely impressed me there. It's just you want to say, oh, yeah, but what about that three-point shot we used to see? He used to be <laughs> right, right. a Where's dead-eye that? shooter, yeah. So you're Are doing you all those that? all those things shot. that we like mm-hmm. that we didn't know you could do, but what about the stuff we thought you could do? Yeah. 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 So And and there was times last year, I mean, the Kansas game, um, where he was huge from beyond the arc for you. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, when you talk about Fisher, is this like when you talked about Morton before you ever really saw him? Well, I've seen Fisher. I hadn't really seen Baron Morton play very much. So I don't. I really don't know what you're referring. What'd you to say there. about Morton before I don't know. we saw him? I can't remember. Well, I don't know. 
Maybe were the, you high on him or low no, on him? No, I don't think I was. I, I think I was. I think what I, oh, I think what I saw him was I felt like he threw into the ball into traffic too much. Mm. But maybe he turned out to be a better gamer than he did a practicer. But I, I didn't get to see him practice that much. But anyway. So, no. I, the answer to that question is no. Followed by Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Great to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Benchmark hotline is open as well as we come to you from the First United Bank studio here in downtown Lubbock. Uh, went to uh, lunch yesterday at the Civic Center and uh, walked across the street. The one thing I'm going to have to do, though, Jamie, is I'm going to have to have a conversation with the folks at the Civic Center for those of us that reside here in downtown Lubbock and use the east side entrance. Um, the first time I did it, uh, the door was open. The last two times I've had to bang on the door to get somebody's attention to open up the door so that I didn't have to walk all the way around to the other side just to end up right inside where I was going to go. But there was a couple of nice ladies that let me in. Eventually. Oh, but you made some new friends. <laughs> Got to talk to those nice ladies, right? I thanked them, and that was basically, that was that was basically that was basically it. I, I thanked them and said thank you very much for letting me in, and then they went on about their business. See, okay. you got to talk to somebody. Yeah, I got, I got I did get to, well, I got to talk to a lot of people in line yesterday. I mean, there was, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of folks uh, there yesterday in line, and so get to hobnob a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if you haven't finished your United Way campaign yet at your place, uh, they're still a little short. They're 97% of their number, which was a little surprising to me. Um, but, hey, you know what? It's uh, it's it's you know challenging uh, economy to, to, to a degree. And so, um, anyway, nobody asked me to do this. Just a little PSA on my behalf to encourage folks, if they can, to, uh, to help them out. All right. I think, um, that's, I think that's a good thing for you to do. It is a good thing. They do a lot of good work. They do a lot of good work. There's no... A lot of, a lot of different charitable organizations mm-hmm. that they help out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about this just a little bit. I was not at the game last night. Um, but we, we run these... See, speaking of PSAs, we run these PSAs all the time about sportsmanship and being nice to the officials and... High school sports is learning how to play sports the right way, regardless of how the sport is. It's about um, building up uh, relationships with teammates, uh, learning how to be coached. You know, for coaches, learning how to interact with their student athletes. And sure, winning is important. Um, and 
in to some degrees um we've we've made it you know so that um if if you don't win here at the high school level particularly in football um and you're the head coach then they're going to make changes and they have done that at LISD they have done that at friendship uh they have done that uh in all the outlying areas and so on one hand I get the winning aspect of it. I get the development of players aspect of it. Uh, but what I don't get is embarrassing people. What I don't get is humiliating teams. And I feel like that's what Monterey did last night to friendship. And look, I got no skin in the game here, okay? But when you're up 82 to 47, it's time to call off the dogs. It's time to not have your star player in. Everybody in the world is, is, you know, looking at Aaliyah Chavez and saying, man, she is a great player. And she is a great player. But I think her coach has a responsibility, regardless of anything else, to get her out of the ball game in the waning moments of a game so you're not doing step-back threes the last seven possessions of a game that you're winning 82-47. to 47. I'm sorry, that's just not right. You know, high school sports is so much about you know, we want to see our kids, you know, or anybody's kids, you know, raised up to be great athletes. And that's what, that's why they play high school sports. But we talk so many times about how, you know, how many valuable life lessons are learned mm-hmm. in sports and, and all of that. And, and, and so I'm, I'm in agreement with what you're saying. And it's, you know, watching the game last night, it was, you know, it was a little bit like, oh man, this is kind of disappointing that this is going down. Um, it felt like, for me, who's not been in this game for very, very long, it made me wonder, okay, is there history here with these two schools that I Could don't be. know about? Mm-hmm. And did Friendship do this to Monterey a few years ago? Um, I, I have no clue. I have no clue. So I really wasn't like mad about it. I was just, I was, it was disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was, uh, I was like, oh man, I want to, I want to think better about everybody involved here. And this is not making me think great about the people involved here. And so it was very, it was sad. I mean, it was kind of sad to me and I, and I hate to be that way, but it was just kind of sad. Um, kind of took away from, you know, Monterey is so incredibly talented, not just Aaliyah, but I mean, obviously you've got the tech commit and, and you've got other freshmen is terrific to couple of freshmen on that team are really, really good. Um, the girl that transferred in from New Mexico is a great shooter. I mean, they're so incredibly talented, fun to watch all the above, but that was, it was really confusing. I mean, five, six, seven trips down the court, Late in the game, I mean, final two minutes, you're up by 30-something, and you're not making one single pass. It's just she brings the ball up the court, crossover, step back, shoot a three. Seven, five, I mean, like I said, I, I wasn't counting specifically, but five or six, seven times in a row to end the game, including with like three seconds left on the clock. That's what. That's where it's kind of, you know, and it's and you're, the line And you're up too. 35 or whatever it was, and, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, wow, there's – and so at that point, I start looking at the coaches. I'm like, is there history here between these two coaches? This is, this is, something's interesting here. It looked like a very quick handshake where there was not words said to each other between the two coaches. 
That's kind of from what I saw from the crowd. It was just disappointing to me. I mean, I, that's not what I think about high school athletics. It's not how I think that um, it, it should be played. I guess I, I know I'm that old fuddy-duddy that says respect the game, respect your opponents. I say it way too much, but it's something I truly believe in. Um, and it was it was really because that was the farthest thing from what happened last night. And maybe there's reason there was no respect for the yeah. opponent. I, that I don't know about, you know, I mean, shoot, Chuck, I remember you and I a few years ago talking about how friendship was up on Lubbock high and football 66 to nothing. They put their first team defense back in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know the history. I don't know. I just know what happened at the end of the game last night was confusing to me and just disappointing. Cause I, I want to be really impressed and with, with the talent that's on the court, but it's hard to, be impressed when you see that. Like I said, I think when you got a minute to go in the game and you got something like that that's gone on when you're up by 30-something points, it's time to get your starters out and put the people at the end of the bench and get them some playing time. Uh, we'll get your reaction to this uh, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at it's 8.09. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22 Texas and humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that, <laughs> and of course they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines at nine. It's the end of the bench. On 100.7 The Score, we'll have the bottom line at high noon today and then Tech Talk this afternoon here on Double T 97.3. That'll lead you into Red Raider basketball. They take on the Georgetown Hoyas tonight. So uh, look forward to that. That's a 7 o'clock tip uh, this evening at United Supermarkets Arena. All right. Uh, Reaction to our uh, conversation about Monterey and Friendship Girls basketball last night. Won by Monterey, 82-47, to and they really kind of jammed it down their throat. All the way to the all the way to the end. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to read from the top because there's a, there's a there's a lot of reaction to this. Uh, this is on the coach for these kids when playing in other local schools. They want to crush them as bad as they can. The coaches have to be the ones that show these kids the way to win with sportsmanship. Uh, this. I think that's all fair. I think that is all fair. That's on the Monterey coach and it's Jill Snyder. I, I like Coach Snyder. I just I don't know what this situation is here and that, that it felt like there was history to me yeah and, okay. and that would have been the only explanation to me that i thought was fair uh she's this person says this she either coaches that or allows it to happen uh, we have said that off the air to ourselves because that was one of mike leach's uh things that hung above the conference room there at the football building she has a pipeline coming in from Sonny Chavez, that's Aaliyah's dad, and doesn't want to jeopardize it and let the kids do as they please. Well, then he should be the coach, I guess, if that's the case. Um, because I don't think that should be I don't think I don't think that should be the case. I don't think I think at the high school level you have a responsibility to teach a lot of things. Uh, how to be a good teammate, how to be a good player, how to win with class, how to win with sportsmanship. Not when you're up eighty two to forty seven, still allow your player to drain threes. And you know how many basketball games do you have to watch? Not very many. Where if a team's up by ten or eight or six, well, maybe not six, but certainly by eight or ten, uh, in the waning seconds of a game, where the player just dribbles the ball across the half court, dribbles it out, and there's no more shooting, or the coaches call it off all the time. 
This. What are you teaching your players by crushing an overmatched opponent and rubbing in their faces? Exactly. Uh, this. It's not smart to leave your starters in no matter the reason. What if Leah Chavez broke her ankle when she went up for the last second three? Yes. And that has happened a number of times at the high school level, at the professional level, at the college level. Uh, this. It's hard to play to the final whistle when you have to stop playing before that because of other people's feelings that you can't control. I'm sorry I disagree with you. Red Raider Two Guns, a bit rich defending friendship that's had every advantage over the years. Uh, I'm it has not defending. Has nothing to do. With it has nothing to do with friendship. This is. I mean, you could you could cover up the names of the school, and I, I would and have said the same thing about other schools. I've said many times, it's not a fair fight for the Lubbock High football team to be playing some of the teams that they're playing because if you took all the kids that are there for the education away that have no interest in sports. Yeah, Lubbock High would be a 3A school, which is where they should be playing. That level of competition would be fair for them. It would be a fair fight. This is not a fair fight. Um, Chuck, unfortunately, in the age we live in, the big scores and scoring X in the game is what gets noticed and shared around on social media. Who gives a damn about social media? How about doing the right thing? Well, Chuck, the days of calling off the dogs are long gone. Now it's dog eat dog. Well, it doesn't have to be. Uh, th this person says, does he, and it's this, this case, she, uh, Coach Snyder, have the responsibility of getting her the best resume possible for her future? If you play sports, you have to be able to win and lose, even if the loss means you get stomped. Uh, I disagree with that. I, I think, I, I, look, I'm not saying that they should just roll over and play dead, but in, in the waning moments of a game, there is no reason to rub it in somebody's face even if there is some prior history, how about being the bigger man or the bigger woman for a change? That's that's fair, too. That's absolutely fair. And Albert says something very similar. He says, why does it matter if there's history there? It doesn't make it okay. You know, I guess if I guess I'm guess just saying, I, I'm, if, if friendship had done that to Monterey in the past, you know, if that had happened two years ago, was Monterey returning the favor, so to speak? That would have been the only thing with me where I would have been able to say, okay, well, friendship, you got what you deserved. Sorry about you, because you did mm -hmm. it to them. That would have been the only thing that would have kind of been, made it okay to me. Uh, this, the point. And, and, and the part about, you know, hey, play to the final whistle. Okay, well, let's uh, come down and run some offense now. How about pass the ball one of those seven trips down the court one time? There have been plenty of coaches that have gotten mad at their player. I mean, how many times have we seen a, a player dunk a ball in the waning seconds of a game because he had a wide open shot at it, and that player ends up that ends up being the story of the game as opposed to the fact that the team won by ten or twelve or fourteen points, but you got some moron that's you know dunking the ball in somebody's face trying to posterize somebody, and then he has to end up apologizing for it the coach has to, and it causes an incident that takes a completely away from the game because somebody wanted to make it about themselves and sure. I, i'm sorry it's just it's just not the way it's supposed to be again start of the fourth quarter when the game's still on or whatever i Absolutely. get it i, I understand different we're, deal we're talking about waning moments of the game is what we're talking about here so uh i i just i just, I just think it was wrong i mean uh, Monterey outscored Friendship 21 to seven in the first quarter, 24 to 15 in the second. So they were up 45 to 22 at half. Yep. Outscored them 18 to 11 in the third quarter. So what is that? That's 63 to uh, 
33. So you're, you're up by 30. She shouldn't even have been playing in the fourth quarter. They should have been playing their kids that practice their tails off and get no playing time. Yeah, I, I don't think she ever came out of the game in the second half. I'm not sure if she did in the first half either. Clay says, bigger woman, never say that about a woman. I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. For the record, he said, be the bigger man first. So yeah. it was set yeah. up in the correct way. I think Clay is joking. Yeah, probably so. Clay's a good dude. Um, Thomas the Train, karma finds a way. Yeah. Uh, this, so would you like to watch boxing? And if one is up on the scorecard just to coast and walk around in the 12th round while the other boxer is still trying to knock his head off? It's sports. If you don't want them to score a bunch, stop them. Completely disagree with you. And I hate boxing now because of what it's become. And first yeah, of I mean, all, you can't compare those. You, you can't compare professional thing. sports or college. We're talking high school sports here, people. High school sports. I just don't think you should get humiliated and have your face rubbed in it uh, at the high school level. Sorry. I, I just don't. Uh, this. Two things. Friendship wrote the book on this. Y'all must not have watched Monterey at all. Chavez hasn't left the floor in two years in games with much, much bigger leads against opponents who can actually claim being weaker. Okay, and that's that's fair. Uh, I just so 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 basically, what you're saying is they've been doing they've been doing it wrong for a long time. This isn't the first time. Yeah, that's kind, yeah. Of, what, kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, that that didn't help your case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't help the argument. Uh, this, I agree, play to the final whistle, but it doesn't have to be your starters. Like Chuck said, let your end-of-the-bench players get some game time. If they're trying to score, let it be. They only get to play so much. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Especially if you're that's running different. offense. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're running offense. You know, again, um, you know, we, we all like to see the end-of-the-bench guy get in. You know, there's, there's been some guys that name the university that have been the towel waver or, or gals that have been the towel waver and they get in, they lift up a shot, they hit it and everybody's happy. That's not, that's not what we're talking about here. This is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about sportsmanship is all we're talking about and how to handle. Chuck is sermonizing. Or, uh, yes, I am. Or lack thereof sportsmanship. <laughs> or lack thereof. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's just... My two cents on it, and um, I'm not a preacher, but I think I could be one. Although I know that'd be a very good one. (laughs) How to do it, not how to do it, how to do it. I'm just just doing my best to sit here and bite my tongue. I just, I I have opinions that I don't need to share. Well, Mm -hmm. like I said, at the end of the day, it's about this. If you're up by 25 points and you got your star player in, there's a there's there's a problem. And if you're the head coach, it's your responsibility to get him or her out of the ball game. That's it. That's all there is to it. 8:24 this morning here on the morning drive. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Okay. Yates Morning Center Channel. We're talking about this uh, Monterey friendship game. And look, it could have been uh, Sheboygan versus uh, Sheboygan East, okay? It could have been Estacado versus Lubbock High. It could have been Monterey Coronado. It could have been, you know... Littlefield, Hale Center, whatever. I am not in favor of putting it in your opponent's face. And I think it's the head coach's responsibility to take her out, regardless 
of what the circumstances were, will, will be. Her, her business card says head coach. She is allowed to make decisions based on the best of the team. It is not in the best interest of your best player to be in the ball game when you're up by 35 points in a high school basketball game in November because you got a long season ahead of you. It's about resting legs. It's about taking care of yourself. It's about taking care of your feet. It's about all those things. And you don't want to have a turned ankle in a 35-point victory ruin what may be your best season in the history of your life. Whether you're a player or a coach or an assistant or a trainer or whatever. Just a fan. This from the 8th Morning Center chat line. Chuck, it's a trash move. You're right. But I was on the losing end of that situation so many times in high school. And today at 51, I'm the ultimate winner. I learned so much getting my butt whipped by larger schools. I learned how to understand blank people and how to use their ego to beat them in the courtroom. I think the way that winning I think the way that winning team handled it shows the character of that coach. Sports is a wonderful way to learn about life. Lindale Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I can remember getting beat 105 to 14 or 22 or whatever it was. I mean, yeah, I was in the ninth grade. I mean, I'll never forget it. I mean, I went in the game, it was 30 nothing. We promptly scored. <laughs> it wasn't. I have nothing. To Chuck do was with on it. the other end of the court <laughs> and talking with, with the official no, no, no. about what the call would be when they scored. But, but I mean, yes. I, still, I still, I went to high school with some of those guys, and they're like, "Hey, remember that time we beat you guys 105 to 14?" Yeah, I sure do. I sure do remember that. I sure do remember when the scoreboard at Broadmoor Junior High only went to 99. Okay. And we were leading 14 to 1. Oh, no, it was 101 to 14. So I ask you, Chuck, when it was, did they score their 114th point shooting a three with two seconds left? I don't think so, but I, no. but there wasn't the three point shot in yeah, 1975. Okay. Yeah. And, and again, it, it's not as if they were coming down the court and running some sort of offense and no, getting, getting others and getting others no. involved last night and, no. and getting some uh, other players' touches. Yeah. It was. Down the court, one player, one shot up. No passes. Zero passes. Yeah. Uh, somebody says layoff. I, of that. Uh, how, I, uh, is, was that fun for her teammates? I mean, why did they even run down to the offensive end? Hey, I'll yeah. just stay down here on defense. Holler when you need me to grab you a rebound yeah. and pass it to you. Somebody says lay off of the Monterey High School girls basketball coach. Hey, she's the head coach. I'm sorry. With with success comes all the laurels, and when things don't go well, you have to take responsibility. I think I just think she has needs to take responsibility in the future. When your team gets up by this much, take your take your best kids out. I mean, that's just basic coaching. So Chuck, are you saying I should give Snead a chance when we erase that from Bullfighter? <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, blow him away. <laughs> uh, this from T Money. It's simpler than that. The other team needs to learn how to stop them. Screw that. I'm playing my starters like it's a tie game all the way to build legs. Okay. You do you, man. You do you. Yeah. I mean, I, everybody has a different opinion yeah. on this. And Next Tech said Snowflake Society these days. I get it. I get it. I, I mean, you can raise your kids and you can raise your players any way you want to. Um, and you have a right to do that. I. I'm clearly Chuck and I are on the same page here that that's not our style, but well, if, if that's the way you feel like you, you have every right to do that. Somebody says this poor friendship, poor Cooper. This station has always been anti inside the loop. I do live outside the loop, but my kids went to high school inside the loop. If that makes you feel any better. And this has nothing to do with whether we carry friendship sports or Cooper sports has not. If this was the other way around, look, I've been critical of friendship before. 
I've been critical. Oh, we were critical of that situation that we were talking yeah, about earlier. just a few minutes ago yeah. when, when Brad, Brad Davis yeah. put his first team offense back or defense back in to stop Lubbock High from scoring when it was seventy-seven to zero. Yeah, and that was a trash move. Look, I, I guess I just look at it from the standpoint. It's just it didn't need to be that didn't need to be that way. Uh, this nobody teaches respect anymore. You don't have to treat your opponent. You don't have to like your opponent, but you can respect them. Yeah, no, that's I one hundred percent agree with that. Uh, Chuck would be a fantastic preacher during football season. Everybody would be out by game time. There is no question about that. There would be no 11 o'clock service. The rest of the year, buckle up, folks. It's going to be a long, bumpy ride. Seems like this only bothers you, Chuck, because it happened to friendship. Would you be making a big deal about this if it was against someone else? Because this has been going on a while. Okay. Um, Yes, I would. I would. I would. I would be making a big deal. I have before. Uh, This, the Church of Chuck. Yikes. It'd be it'd be raw, okay? It'd be raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be you know uncomfortable, but I'd speak the truth because there's a lot of times that you know I, I'm I am not I am not the um, I just don't like hypocrites. Okay, I'll just put it the other way. Mm-hmm. Somebody says give it a rest, geez. Well, we're getting a lot of res- res- response here that that people want to weigh in on. One of the classiest things I ever saw an opposing coach do against a, a extremely undermatched Lady Raider basketball team. Oklahoma's in town. They're top 10 ranked at this point. Lady Raiders are looking for a win. They're, they're up by 10. She pulls her starter, uh, one of her starter, her big-time starter out. Uh, they get up by 15. She pulls her second starter out. They don't play again in, the, in that half. At halftime, the other starters, the, she resets the deck. The starters come back in. First time out. For two starters come back out. They don't get back in. They rotated through her entire bench. They won by like 35 in that game, but you didn't feel like you were being rubbed it in. They were still running their offense. They were still playing hard, but it was the, yes, we know we're out. you are outmatched here, but we're not going to show the world that you're outmatched here and you and rubbing it in your nose. The classiest thing I've ever seen done in sports, and that was against the Lady Raiders. Yeah, so for all you people that said we don't talk enough high school sports, man, we've spent 40 minutes on it today. <laughs> for all you people that said we don't talk about LSD sports, man, we spent 40 minutes on it today. <laughs> just didn't like it. <sighs> goodness, 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 goodness. Uh, it's 8.39 this morning. It's made the morning go by a little quicker. Thank you for being with us. Uh, and I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we just need to treat each other like we want to be treated. We don't always do that, okay? You're allowed to get better as you go forward. But I think in the future, if Monterey's up by 35 points, man, pull your kids. Let somebody else play. Or any school, for that matter. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.